Hello and welcome to the Bonus Age Podcast. My name is Lucas Sheen. With me, as always, is George Gessie. Yo, how's it going? And Sally Iqbal. Salutations. So, we're doing something a bit different than we've done from the past episodes this week, where we're not really talking about the news. Because this is the last episode, I believe, if I got it timed right, that will come out before the next-gen consoles are released, at least by <laughs> American timing. We get the PS5 a week later over here. But other than that, Sad. yeah, for like, last episode. So, we're going to talk about our favorite games of the generation. We each have a top five list that we put from one to five. We don't know each other's list, so we're going to go between each other, say number five each and talk about it, number four each and talk about it, and just see, essentially, what was the best parts of this generation for us? What was the, what's the mm-hmm. games that have stuck with us during this time? They might be super recent games. They might be games that have been with us since the consoles launched. We don't know because we don't know each other's list, but we're going to talk about it and find out. I guess that a couple of rules I put in place for these guys is we're not putting any remasters on these lists. So the last of us remaster isn't going to be here, but remakes are okay. So say the Resident Evil 2 remake, which was essentially a completely different game than the original Resident Evil 2. That's mm-hmm. all cool. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that that those rules wouldn't matter because none of them would have been on these lists, but I, I'm looking forward to find out. And then once we've One done- One might have made it for me. Oh, oh. Okay. And then after we're done with these lists, we have a bunch of kind of honorable mentions. Games that didn't quite make the top five for each of us, but games that we think are definitely worth a shout out from the past, was it seven years now? Yeah, yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. It's a lot of years. There's been a lot of games over those seven years. I mean, 4,000 plus according to PlayStation. So, yeah, we're whittling it down to just five each. And who fancies kicking us off on this one? Oh, (laughs) Before we kick off, actually, I got a little surprise for the two of you. And it's not really a surprise, but it's more of a thing that I'm interested. Because we've been doing podcasting (laughs) with each other, not just this podcast, but like our other podcast for a good few years at this point, which is kind of mad. Um, (laughs) I feel like I kind of know you guys. So what I've done is I've made, I've predicted what's on both of your lists. And I I wrote them down. (laughs) (laughs) And I... I literally have them written here, so I can't tamper with them. So yeah. once we're done, I'm going to read out what I thought would be on both of your lists and see just how close I am to okay. how really, much I think I know that's you. That's smart. Okay. That's good. That's cool. I will yeah. say, I wrote Sully's list, and then just before this discussion, I was kind of like, you know Nintendo games are right? And he goes, nah, I've, I've left Nintendo games out. So I had to rewrite Sully's list. Well, <laughs> to be honest, you didn't say Nintendo games were all right. <laughs> but yeah, so... That, that's I, I'm looking forward to that once we're done with these lists. Um, before then, we could actually say what lists are. So, George, how about you yeah. kick us off with number five on your list? Number five on my list <clears throat> is... Sorry, could you just get slightly closer to the microphone? So you're able to get further further away from the microphone? Further, yeah, 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 more further, room would be great. From... <laughs> All right, bloody hell. All right. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Okay, just putting my phone away. My... Actually, need that. My list is on the phone. <laughs> um, yeah, number five on my list is God of War. Ah, okay. Yeah. God of War's number five on your list. Number five. Yeah. Because, wow. you know, we're all doing this from personal experience, right? Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, you know, I made that mistake last time on the Slap podcast. <laughs> you know, we won't talk about that shit again. <laughs> Fucking stupid episode. But, um, yeah, I'd say God of War. Because... You know, like I, I played it quite late in the generation. It came out in when was it? Two thousand eighteen. Two thousand eighteen. Yeah, two thousand eighteen. I played it 
very i f- it feels like very recently like yeah. last year maybe played like, at end of last year yeah that's bullied me into finishing it yeah because yeah. i i remembered i remembered like we basically started doing our other podcast and you being super into the norse mythology i thought oh god of war would be your game you'd fucking love it yeah and then mm. you said oh no, i haven't played it yet I remember it was probably about a year straight me saying, George, have you played God of War yet? It's like, oh, no, yeah. I haven't got it yet. It's like, George, get God of War. You would love God of War. Like, and then by the end of it, like, Sully had God of War because he bought it at launch and played yes. like two minutes of it and never went back. So yep. by the time that you actually finished it, George, you were like, all right, Sully, fucking play God of War. That's, what that's is wrong fair. with you? And you know, I think what put me off was um, I saw the gameplay for like God of War 1, 2, and 3. Mm. And I was like, it kind of reminded me of Devil May Cry, which is cool. Like, yeah. Devil May Cry is a fucking awesome game. But I, I think I just wasn't in the mood to play a game yeah. like that. Yeah. And when I saw that God of War, when I heard God of War was getting a remake, well, not a remake, a reboot, essentially, because mm. it's just God of War 1 again. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, do I really want to play uh, like a fast-paced action game like it was? And then actually playing it, I was like, oh, no, it's a bit more calculated than that. It feels yes. a, a bit more, I'm going to use the words unger, unger bunger. It feels like, oh, every hit's like, oof. feels <sighs> good. It's a good, it's got good game feel. Yeah, and there's meat behind it. The reason it's number five is because I enjoyed it a great deal. Mm. But the other things on my list tick more yes. boxes for me. Yeah. But as far as this uh, game goes, great story, great gameplay, great acting. Weirdly saying acting in a game, but it's amazing. It's so good. I love God of War for- Oh, I love the world serpent. He was great. Oh yeah, all the great lines like. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a catchphrase! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so God of War's on uh, mine. God of War's mine. Boy, what's your five? For me, my number five is Uncharted Four. Oh, that's a good game. All right. Launch game. Uh, I think, yeah, I believe it was Not more or less. It was close to the start, though, wasn't it? Was I it? think it was 2016. Oh, really? 2016. Jesus. I, I, wow. I, I will double check that now, but I believe it was 2016 because it was meant to. Oh. I got, it got delayed wow. close to a year. Wow. Okay. Well, I thought it was launch. Oh, wait. No, I got it because I got my PlayStation late. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> May 2016. Sorry, go on. Sorry, I got my PlayStation 2015, which is why I was like, oh, okay. okay, it's an early game, but it wasn't. It was just for me. Hmm. Um, Go for it. I think, uh, I mean, I love the Uncharted games. Uh, it's number four. It's number five because uh, although I love it, there are some parts where I'm like, well, the, I like the story, but the other Uncharted games for me had more compelling stories. Okay. And the other games I've got on my list do as well. Um mm. I think when I mentioned earlier, oh, there could have been some form of remake that would have gotten on here. Mm-hmm. If not, uh, if we, uh, yeah, so re-releases were okay, I would have put the Uncharted um, trilogy on here instead of four. Okay, uh, because Uncharted two is my favorite one. Um, All right, no, I get that because like, I, I want to say that um, that trilogy was done by Bluepoint, who then yeah. did Shadow of Colossus, and Come they're doing on, Demon man. Souls. Bluepoint are killing it. Yeah, Bluepoint have done some of the best remasters, and for the most part, I think PlayStation has just kind of kept them under their monetary just, wing, just giving them projects because they know just how good they it. are. Exactly. Um, but yeah, yeah that yeah. that that Uncharted collection was fantastic. I, I exactly. love the original three games, but they they really enhanced them by just bringing out all that beautiful art and that gameplay exactly, and those stories yeah. and, and all. Yeah, 
yeah, so uh, Uncharted Four is going to be my number five. Like, I love the Uncharted games. Mm. Like, I will if I, I don't really replay games, but if I could, I'd replay the Uncharted games. Mm. And I'd replay Uncharted Four. Oh, I mean, I've I've replayed all of the Uncharted games numerous times because I love them so much. For me, they're they are my. I guess I don't want to say my generation's um, Indiana Jones, but they kind of are. They're the closest thing to Indiana no, Jones I had. Yeah, that's wasn't. accurate. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. for me, I, they're never too long a games. I mean, especially some of the odd ones are about, what, six to eight hours, maybe yes, variant yeah. of 10. So they felt like, ah, oh, I really want some Indiana Jones. I could spend a week playing those. And then once I'm done with that week, I'm done with that game. But so you do. I got so. that story and that adventure. And I, I love a good adventure. I could rewatch Indiana Jones, or I could be Indiana Jones. Exactly. Oh, George is pouring out some Ooh, coffee. Oh, sorry, this might be a bit loud. Fucking hell, loads. Sorry. But as long as you, as long as you don't include uh, Lego Indiana Jones, Jesus, you would play Uncharted. Yeah. Hot, hot coffee's hot, guys. <laughs> I love the idea of just background coffee. noise of George kind of burning himself on coffee. <laughs> but, uh, what we're saying, yeah, games are great. Games good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the game of life—that's that's, that's <laughs> one. That's my number five. <laughs> yeah, game of life. Uh, okay, my number five is Bloodborne. Ah, see, <gasps> I knew that. Would, I knew that would be on there. Yeah, wow. I didn't know where it'd be on the list, but yeah, I want to say because it's there's lots of number five kept changing for me. Like the top four was pretty much solid, but number five mm-hmm. was one that I kept going back and forth. But Bloodborne is a game that's kind of stuck with me since it got released, and I think like most podcasts I listen to, there's probably someone on that podcast that says the same thing, where like. Even if I'm not playing Bloodborne, sometimes I'm thinking about Bloodborne. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. It's messed up. Yeah. But I think it was one, it was a game that I want to say that was my first proper Souls game. I'd never actually played a Souls game before that. I don't, I honestly knew about them and I had friends who were going on and on and on about fucking Dark Souls and Dark Souls 2 and just how great they were. And I was like, all right, fair enough. They're great fucking games. And Bloodborne came out and I think it was the aesthetic of that game that sold me on it more. I'm not the biggest sword and shield guy. I think I've come around a bit more Mm. since, but this really gothic look, this dark, gory, bloody cathedral set kind of game that that speaks to me. I love me some gothic looking shit. Yeah. And I, I remember this was the first game I played. I didn't really know how the story was told or that the fact that I had to read the description of every fucking thing I picked up when I first played this game. It was just, I was going through it. I was like, this is a hard game, but I'm really enjoying it. The monsters look fantastic. Mm. And then that halfway <laughs> point where you kill Rom and then, oh, this is a cosmic horror game. Everything's Lovecraft. What the fuck? Nice. It was one of those things that like, if I had read it along the way, I'd have seen it coming, but I didn't read anything. So oh, I when, doubt I doubt even that, mate. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a cryptic you, game. Do you get to smash Cthulhu? Not quite, but almost ish. Um, but just seeing like the great ones towering over you, and like, have they been watching me the entire time, or figuring out like, oh, that weird portal that picked me up earlier that just seemed like a portal was actually one of these great ones scooping me up as I kind of lingered around for too long and sent me to yeah. this prison, which is like, what the fuck? Mm. So the second time I played that game was when I got the. The DLC for it, the old, was it the old hunters? hunters? Yeah. And then I read everything and kind of played mm-hmm. through it a bit more methodically. I knew what to expect. Um, still played with the same weapon though, because I love me that axe. That axe is the, 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 the most, best. The it's most OP as well. weapon for the, the start of the game. Yeah. By far. I, you get it. And especially that that jump attack, because it's a nice yep. forward one rather than annoying like sweep that, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a channel you, funnel you down these stairs and just 
Ham. Oh, mate. It was the Just best. Hold R2. It's the best AoE attack you'll ever have. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's it's great. And I remember the first time I played that game, I actually did the Cleric Beast on my first try. So I felt like, oh, this is this is not actually that hard a game. And then I got to Father Gascoigne and I did it on my second try. I was like, oh, this, I mean, it's it's not too bad. Yeah. And then I can't remember what the, the boss after that was. Vicar Amelia or the Bloodstarved Beast. Bloodstarved Beast. That's the one that I had next. And uh, that's where I realized, oh, no, this game is hard as shit. But <laughs> I, I, I loved that that loop. And I guess it's the same loop of all of the Souls game and Sekiro and all the spin-offs that people have done, like the yeah. Surge. But that was my first experience with it. And I think it was part of the gameplay, part of the story, and part of the just aesthetic and the fact that I haven't really seen cosmic horror done that way before yeah. or since that it's stuck with me. And I absolutely love it. And uh, I kind of imagine it's on George lists, so we'll see. But yeah. But okay. I, I I would love for them. I know it's going to be part of the PlayStation collection, PlayStation Plus mm. collection on PS5. I really yeah. hope there is some form of patch that kind of either makes it up res or six frames mm. second or both, if that's possible. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because it would be great to play that game again, even smoother. Yeah, but we'll see. Nice. But that's my that's my five, George. Let's move this up to number four. These are getting number more important four. to us. <clears throat> okay, number four for me. Uh, Monster Hunter World. Ooh, okay. Slash Iceborne. Yeah, I, I'm gen I genuinely thought that would be like two or one for you. No, it's four. But four. All right, go on. Oh, Why is that oh, such diggity. a banging game? Um, I basically a lot of these things on this list are games that I like really appreciate that I didn't think I'd appreciate. Yeah. Initially. Yeah. Okay. Except for like the top three, the top three I knew I'd love, but it's just five and yeah. four. Are like I didn't know I'd like this when I played it. But now mm. that I've played it, I fucking love it. Okay. So Monster Hunter World slash Iceborne fits that bracket yeah. perfectly. Because initially I was like, oh, you know, all, all the Monster Hunter games were like Nintendo exclusive, except for like the odd PSP title and the PS2 love um, PSP kind of stuff. <clears throat> so when they were like, oh, you know, Monster Hunter World's coming out on the PS4, I was like, ah, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I'll, I don't know, I don't know if I'll play it. I don't know. Yeah. Guys, should I play it? I, I don't know. But I think I got it for Christmas or something. And I was like, I played it a little bit and I was like, yo, this is, this is a steep curve. I don't know if, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to stick around with this, but f fast forward, like a year later or something stupid. Like I left it on my shelf for ages. Yeah. I think it was when it was a couple of years ago, I was unemployed, but I was living in London still. Mm. And I was like, yo, I need to find a job because mm. I need to pay rent for this house that I'm living in. And mm. it's all getting a bit too real. Yeah. And I was a bit of an anxious guy back then as well. I feel like mm. I've definitely changed my outlook on things now. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, fuck, this is, this is hard. Mm. And after like looking for a job for like most of the day, <clears throat> I'll be like, okay. I'm going to go on Monster Hunter and just do something. Or like I saw it there and I was like, I'm going to play this game because it's just going to take my mind off things. And boy, did it take my mind off everything. <laughs> Yo, that game. It was just, it was, you know, there's like so many different weapon types. You know, I think I've talked about how much I love Monster Hunter in a previous episode of Yeah, Yeah, I, I guess if you're a new listener to this, you can go back and listen to our, what is, I think it was called 
what is a perfect game where George said that Monster was a perfect oh, game and went yeah. on for 20 minutes about why it was perfect. <laughs> and, and, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. But I mean, not wrong. And he got me and Sally playing it for a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We bought yeah, it with I... the expansion and I've yet to go back. I feel like I will go back during It's it's one of those games. It's one of those games where it's like, you know, I need to take my mind off something. And I need like you just oh you get taken to this other place where you just kill everything and you just <laughs> you harvest things and like there there are like when you get to the end game, there's things you have to think about, like, okay, yeah. this monster's weak against this. Do I have a weapon that is this? No, okay, I need to kill this thing to grind to get this thing. It's just, it's got that MMO cycle that people love. But mm. for me, it was more accessible than an MMO. Yeah, I was like, 100%. And yeah. the design, everything about it is just beautiful. I mm-hmm. fucking love that game so much. And that's my number four. I don't want, I could talk forever about it, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Sally. Uh, your number my, no, my number four is Horizons. Huh? Horizons? Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn, okay. Okay, cool. um, All right. I mean, Go. I just, lo- I think for me, it was the world and everything that I loved. I mean, the story is hit or miss at points. Like, it's by far not the, it's not a perfect story. Mm. Like, it's a very good, compelling story. There were some aspects where I'm like, okay, cool, man. Nice. Dude, she's a clone. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like we should say like, might be some spoilers in this. These podcast games episode. came out years and years ago. It yeah. does not matter. If it's, yeah, <laughs> the, wow. the limitation is like a year or two. Yeah, yeah the embargo yeah. was lifted a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I mean, I think it was because I never really liked open world games. Like, mm. not a fan of um, basically any of the Bethesda games. Yeah, but Horizons really. Um, grabbed me hmm. i think hmm. i mean the world was beautiful um the fact that i could ride a saber-toothed tiger was amazing hmm. uh i and it wasn't even a game i didn't get the dlc okay but it was a game i really enjoyed like discovering everything like there was um i don't know what they were called but there were like these little encampments where the bad guys were yeah like you defeat them, then they could become fast travel points, I think. Yeah, something you. like that. Very Far I, Cry in its design. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely loved doing those. Like, I hate doing stealth in any games, but at the very least, I would start those out stealth, mess up, and then just go around <laughs> killing dudes. <laughs> I did the exact same thing. Like, I'm going to pop a bunch of headshots, and there's like, cool, with my bow, and I sneak in to get some stuff, and then someone calls the alarm, I'm like, well... Guess, yeah. guess I'm well, getting out by, what was it, the bomb thrower? That's like this yeah. slingshot that just launches bombs everywhere. And yeah, I'm going to blow everyone up. Fuck it. It was great. It, it was just really fun. And um, it made, it was a game that made me feel like, okay, open world games can be legitimately good. Mm. Beyond Skyrim. Uh, first of all, Skyrim's the best game ever been made. Ever. Nope. Yeah, you play it on Alexa, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, if that's not a sign of a good game, I don't know what is. Um, I'm with you on Horizon. It didn't actually make my list. Just mm. putting that out of there. But it was it was an open world game that <clears throat> felt felt like it had the polish of a single player streamlined linear game. Yes, and it yeah. had that cinematic appeal, like the way that the camera moves. Like there was never any point that I was kind of like, oh, I'm playing an open world game. 
Yes, I'm playing an open world game, but I felt like that was by design. That was by necessity to tell that story rather than just let's waste a bunch of time yeah. kind of thing, mm. which is, that's the feeling I get when I play something like Grand Theft Auto or, or most Bethesda games. It's They're a hundred hour game, but you spend 90% of that time traveling to and from the things you actually want to do. Yeah. Where in Horizon, I never felt that. And when mm. you eventually unlock fast travel, initially it's used as a consumable thing. So you're not yeah. using it all the time. You eventually unlock it so you can use it a bunch. But it felt like there was purpose to everything, which is what I enjoyed so much mm. about it. Yeah. That's nice cool. Fun. I imagine you're excited for the next one. Oh, I am. Yeah, it's 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 one of the ones I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to pick that up like day one. Yeah. I mean, it looks stunning and I think I'm the same boat as you. Definitely and I can that swim. <laughs> now you can swim. <laughs> ah. <laughs> the, the one thing holding you back from last time. Swimming. Okay. All right. My number four. Kind of. I mean, it's probably obvious at this point. Uh, Destiny 2. Destiny. Oh, yeah. Yo, okay. that's yeah. number four. That's number four. Mate, I thought it was going to be like number one, man. At you least. Shop no, I know. I don't shop again. Okay. I'll do, I'll do <laughs> my best not to, to rant and rave about this game for too long, a bit like George and Monster Hunter. Um, oh. Because that, that's. So, Destiny's been a game since I've. since I, I've played Destiny since Destiny 1 launch day, essentially. Mm, and yeah. I, I've kind of dipped in and out since then, but. I, the further I went on on each of the games, the more into it I got. So when yeah. Destiny 1 initially launched, I, was, I, I spent a good week playing through that game and I was kind of like, ah, there's nothing else for me to do because I don't have a kind of people. I don't really like talking to people that I don't know online, so I won't be doing the raid. <laughs> so yeah. it kind of felt a bit shallow for me at that point. There wasn't enough content. So I ducked out. And then when the Taken King expansion came, it was like this was the game it was meant to be. At least it, that's the impression that I got. And there was mm. so much content, so much to do. And that's when my friends jumped in and played. Yeah. Hey. And it became that game that, especially at that time period, we would pretty much jump on every night or every other night and play. Yeah. And it wouldn't just be us catching up and chatting. We eventually got to the point where there were six of us. So we had a raid team. So we would attempt the raids. We're not very good at the raids, which I'll get onto very shortly because we did one recently that took us three evenings to finish. Jeez. That's how bad we are. Um, but it, it was one of those games that I never experienced a game like this. And there's been, mm -hmm. it feel like the, the way that they did Destiny has definitely inspired so many games this generation. Yeah. Because it's a live service game. It was one of the first live service games that wasn't a traditional MMO. It was a console based mm -hmm. thing. You look at The Division, you look at pretty much everything Ubisoft is trying to do and EA is trying to do that mostly have all failed like Anthem and even the Marvel's The Avengers that has just come out. They're all taking that kind of model of let's keep people coming back and repeating these tasks. Yeah. But Destiny's done it right because that gameplay cycle, that 30 second cycle of shooting, reloading, throwing a power out, throwing a grenade out, doing something with your friend is so perfect. And mm -hmm. every gun is meaty. Yes, it's unbalanced as shit. This is not an neat sport game because in the Crucible, you might be on a hot streak and then someone throws a fucking flaming hammer at you and it's a one-shot kill. And you're like, well, I, I, you couldn't see that coming. Yeah. But that's what I love about that game. And you do that and then cool, I'm a shooter, a void arrow, tether you all to the middle and th someone's going to fucking slam in with some thunder mm -hmm. arms. It's mental, but it's great. And when Destiny 2 came out, we all jumped in and we was all like, yeah, fucking Destiny 2. And it was the same experience as Destiny 1 where we were like, yeah, this is it. Fuck. This, there's yeah. not a lot of content here. And then mm. when, again, Forsaken came out, which was their version of Taken King, essentially, that introduced everything that the game should have been. 
And since mm-hmm. then, we've pretty much been on, and especially during lockdown, this entire period, yes. it's been a game that we've we've binged to shit. And I think we're about a week. If you're listening to this, in one week, the new expansion comes out. It's bringing yes, yeah. a bunch of new content, a new place to go. It's getting rid of some of the old content. And one of the old bits of content that's getting rid of is the very first raid that was there. And for us to get the platinum in this game, we had to do it on the prestige mode, which is essentially like the hardcore mode, mm-hmm. where there's a few extra mechanics, revives, you essentially have revive tokens, so you can only revive someone once, and if you die, you lose that revive token, so it's peak. You have to be coordinated, and yeah, we spent three evenings doing this, where it should only <laughs> take like two or three hours, Three yeah. evenings where we started at eight o'clock and ended at one in the morning. <laughs> but at the moment, there was between five and four of us each night. So we had yeah. some, we had a friend who she got initially a guy from America to help us out on the, the first yeah. run. And then the next evening he jumped in, but we, one of our friends couldn't do it. So a guy from Yorkshire jumped in and helped us out, which I meet knows from Yorkshire because his username was Yorkshire Rules and only Yorkshire people would fucking have that name. But it was... Wow. Because, come on. But, but it was this... Mediocre tea. But it was one of those sort of things that like, it was such a wholesome experience and all these people were helping us out and they didn't mind spending the time helping us out because they enjoyed the yeah. game so much. And mm. on the last night, we even had a different American join us who was an awesome guy. And by the end of it, we had kind of built this team of people that we eventually finished this fucking raid off. And we would <laughs> never have to play it again, again, because next week it's gone. And we thought we'd yes. do it before it's gone as like a kind of send off. And it was a really great experience. It was stressful as fuck. But it was that's cute. One of the, it's, that's kind of what I love about that game is you can dip your toe in, do a couple of multiplayer matches and be done. Or you can get a crew together and really put in some time and do something yeah. like a raid or anything in between. And the the community around it, at least the community that I've interacted with, which it albeit not a lot, uh, super welcoming, super wholesome. It's always been a really fun time, no matter whether I'm playing with my friends or yeah. the rare mm-hmm. occasion I play with people that are not my friends. So it's a game that has been a big part of this generation for me from the throughout the entire time, really, and will probably continue being a big part of my next generation. Because, yeah. I mean, they've pretty much announced the next trilogy of expansions over the next three years, and that pretty much drops when the next consoles drop. So, yeah, I imagine nice. if we're still doing this in another seven years, I'll be saying Destiny again. <laughs> oh God, yeah, Destiny <laughs> three, nice. But yeah, Good. that's my rant over. Sorry if it went on for too long, George. That was cute. Number three. What's your number three? Ah, uh, my number three is what fine game is it? It's oh, oh, she! I thought yeah. that was, it's I born sh- out of blood. I genuinely thought that was going to be like your number one. No, but I guess I, I should know you well more than that. Anyway, yeah, go on, Bloodborne. I love Jason. Why Bourne. did you love Blood- Bloodborne? Bloodborne. Uh, to be fair, you outlined a lot of the things um, that I love about mm-hmm. the game as well. It was the first, it's the first real Souls game I played. Yeah. Okay. And I was like. When I remember, like, I, I saw a trailer for it at, like, E3, I think, like, ages mm. ago, in, like, 2013 or something stupid. Because it came out in 2014. Was that the one where it just, like, he had that meat cleaver and it was just the guy holding it and it just dripped of blood and there was a monster walking in the background and it just said, yeah. Blood the creepiest yeah. trailer. Everyone lost their nut and I never understood why people lost their nut. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense that it's, like, a Miyazaki. Like, now everyone's yeah. like, yo, it's a Souls game. But at that yeah. time, I was like, <clears throat> yo, this looks kind of cool. This looks cool. Mm. Ooh. And then when I played it, I was like, I think 
I got to the cleric beast, you know, the mm-hmm. first like optional boss. I think yeah. he's optional. He's optional, you know? which oh, yeah. I never knew it was optional. <laughs> I thought yeah. I had to do it. You got to the cleric beast and I, I beat it for the first time. And I was like, yo, that was good. Mm. That <laughs> felt good. Yeah. Let me play more of this. Mm-hmm. And everybody I would then subsequently talk to, like my brother, <clears throat> friend of the show, uh, <laughs> my, one of my very close friends as well, I was like, Bloodborne is amazing. It's the best game I've ever played. Mm. And I think the thing that makes it number three on my list, and I'm trying to not say the things that you said, Luca, because you no. said everything I wanted to say. Dude, say <laughs> yeah. it, go for it. So the thing that made it so good for me was while I was playing it, I was kind of like, I was just enjoying it like everyone else. And then as soon as I got to the Forbidden Woods, okay, it's when the game opened up for me because I was like, yo, now I get to, I've kind of, I'm learning the paths of the, of the AI now. Mm-hmm. I'm learning how to defeat things correctly. I'm literally farming souls so I can level up and stuff. It was that same, that Monster Hunter ass cycle where mm. I was like, okay, I need to like <laughs> yeah. figure this stuff out. And, and then I made my friend play it and he played it and he loves it now. But it was that moment where I was like, oh, did you go to, um, oh, what's, what the, what's it called? Oh no, I didn't want to forget it. What's that? What's the castle called again? Bergenworth. No, 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 no. The castle, the, the ice castle where you get the Chicago and you fight Marta Ligarius. I could have sworn that's what it was called. Let me have a quick little look. Continue. Okay. Well, basically, I I traversed that area of the game and I defeated uh, the boss of that that section of the game. Kanehurst. Kanehurst. There you go. Kanehurst Castle. Uh, I got to that bit and I did all that sort of stuff. And then came back and when I saw my friend, I talked to him. I was like, "Oh, did you do the did you do the Kanehurst stuff?" And he's like, "What?" Yeah. I was like, "The the cane, you know, the the giant castle shrouded in ice." Yeah. He's like, what? <laughs> I was like, yo, this game is so big and there's so many things that you could miss. Like, yeah. yeah. The uh, fact that you can go back to the, the um, you know, where you wake up in the game at, at the very yeah. beginning. You can go back there and explore that area when you're like leveled up or when you go, you just have to go through the Forbidden Woods and stuff. But there's like so many story implications around that section as well. Mm-hmm. Like you can send people to certain places and if you send them there, Bullshit happens. Yeah, there, there, you know, there's, like, there's. What is? I think it's the person running the clinic. What is it, Yosefka? Yes. Where, Yosefka. like, at the very beginning of it, Yosefka's like, doing what she's doing, trying to help people. You get a little blood vial, which is Yosefka's blood. Essentially, yeah. it's just a blood vial, kind of same as the other ones, but it's a very mm. specific one to her. And then, like later on in the game, you go back, and the voice actress has slightly changed, and yeah. it's no longer Yosefka. It's this imposter who is doing some dark fucking shit to whatever you're sending that way. You can yeah. fight her if you want, or you can just get the fuck out of Dodge. I got the fuck out of Dodge. I was not ready. Was, Did you? Yeah, nah, fuck that. I, I beat the shit out of her. Oh, God. No, she took it like, oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> but you find that out later on when you find Yosefka's body just like dumped yeah. somewhere and you pick up and it's the only other place you find a Yosefka blood vial. And you're like, holy shit. This monster mm. has kind of thrown her corpse somewhere and taken her place exactly. in this clinic. Oh, it's like those little things that you, I didn't find that on my first playthrough. Like, fuck, I found that on my first playthrough. It was yeah, like yeah, the second exactly. time where I wasn't kind of trying to get to the end. I was like, let's find out as much as possible. It was like, mm-hmm. there is so much to this. I, I actually got to Kanehurst my first playthrough by accident. Fully accidental. I picked, up, I picked up the Kanehurst letter. Didn't even read it. I came, at, 
I came across wherever the fucking carriage was meant to come by accident, and a carriage came, and a cutscene triggered. I was kind of like, well, I guess this is meant to happen, right? And then I was in this icy <laughs> castle. I was kind of like, ah, let's, let's explore this. Why are there some weird backwards walking spiders with weird head? This is creepy as fuck, but it was like, oh. I completely stumbled upon that. I and I didn't know why I stumbled upon it. And then on the next time I read everything, I was like, oh, this yeah. makes complete fucking sense now. And like, you know, there's one guy in this game. Well, there's two guys, actually. There's Alfred, um, that NPC who hates the, he hates the vile bloods at Canehurst. Yeah. So if you like talk to him enough, he's like, oh, let's go and murder him. Mm -hmm. And then he does. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't actually want you to do that. <laughs> and then you can like challenge him to a fight in like the throne room or something. It's fucking sick. Yeah. Actually, no, there's three people. There's three. So there's Alfred. And then there's that guy in the Forbidden Woods where you um, you talk to him and he's like, oh, do you know of any safe places? Mm. And you don't trust this dude. And you're like, I'm not, no, I don't know. And he's like, oh, okay. And then you you basically get out of him. And he like, he turns into this giant beast that's all like electrified and starts killing, Ooh. like trying to kill you. It's like, what the fuck is this thing? Why? Why? This is ridiculous. <laughs> but the map is like, if you, I think if you send him to one of the safe spaces, oh, yeah, he yeah, kills yeah. everyone at that safe space. Kills everyone. It's ridiculous. And I love, like, the, that's the part of the thing, part of the game I love, where it's just, there's so many different things that can happen. Mm -hmm. It just, it's just, oh, like all the secrets, mate. Like, and exactly what you said. If you're not playing the game, you're thinking about it. Yeah. Like, literally <laughs> yesterday, I was like, I could play some Bloodborne right now. I'm yeah. Like, I'm you like, hear the word umbilical cord and you're like, yum, yum. Wait, yep, what? Yep. Wait, what? <laughs> you just pick it up. Yeah, because like, I, yeah. if you consume three of the umbilical cords, it summons the actual final boss at the end of the game. Oh, oh, it's so uh, which is like which is fantastic, absolutely it's fantastic. So but it's one of those. Oh, it's. I mean, I, I guess it's a game that if you are picking up a PlayStation Five, because this is probably the last we talk about on this episode, and yeah. you get that collection, you're like, I've never played Bloodborne. Fucking play oh Bloodborne! Oh my god, you have to. Yeah. Oh my god. Also, it will actually load up super quick because when I first played it was before they patched the loading times, so it was literally a two minute load after every death, which was oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. But you know what? What I want now, after mm. seeing Blue Point do Demon Souls, I want that remake for Bloodborne so bad. I want it so bad. You I have I, no idea. I want it too, but I feel like it's too early. But Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like it would be the sort of thing that come PlayStation Six, that's when it would kind of as a launch thing come. So PlayStation got, Five Pro. Yeah, it or, like, or something like that. It will be further down the line when it's kind of not being forgotten about, but no longer looks good because it still looks good. It's still a pretty game. Yeah, it's just yeah, like the actual really performance is. stuff. Where honestly, if they just patched it at this point and just unlocked the frame rate and kind of let it output resolution be higher. And it's not that easy as just going and changing a couple of numbers, but I feel uh, like that would be the closest thing to a remaster we would actually need for the foreseeable. Mm -hmm. Oh, that'd be amazing. I'd yeah. love that. But yeah, Bloodborne's my number three. Nice. Did nice. I say number three? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, Sully, I am assuming yours is going to be less gory a number three. Uh, oh, slightly, I think. Yes, yes. Uh, my number three is God of War. Oh, oh Okay. So the game that I bought and then didn't play for two years <laughs> <laughs> until locked down. Oh God, it was. Yeah, because you sent us a video about how loud your PlayStation was yeah, playing it. That was the reason I never played it because my PlayStation was like, this is going to fucking catch on fire if I play this game. Yeah. 
um, obviously having a base PlayStation uh, still now in 2020 is like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of my fault. Um, no, definitely but, not. I, yeah, no, it's Sony's fault. Yeah. Fuck you, Sony. <laughs> uh, no Parappa the Rapper. What? <laughs> um, I think, I, obviously, also, fully admitting, I play the game on, I think I played it on easy mode. As for the most part. I think you've already admitted um, on a previous podcast that yeah. you're not into hard but games, so it's not a problem. I think this it was a very com- it was the story was so compelling. Uh the fact the fact that it wasn't because obviously much like George when I thought of God of War, I was like, oh okay, I'm just gonna be a dude just like punching people and banging people. Um whereas in this it was it that all everything about Norse mythology and everything mm. took a backseat to it being Kratos trying to raise his son mm. in a world that mm. you basically figure out just wants to murder his son. But mm. but also in a world where I mean him having basically slaughtered the exactly. entire like kind of what is it? Uh all the gods of the Greek world. Well, the the pantheon. Yeah. yeah. Of the Greek Thank world. you, Pantheon. Yeah. Um yeah, and coming to this and trying to raise a son with that rage and hatred inside of him mm-hmm. and terrified to pass it along to his son. Yeah. yeah. It was a beautiful story. And then even the world itself felt so rich and real. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't do any of the New Game Plus stuff. I didn't fight any of the Valkyries because I stumbled upon a Valkyrie and I'm like, oh, I'm not doing this. I'm going to get wrecked even on easy mode. Um, <laughs> so I was like, no, no, I'm out of here. <laughs> But just like, yeah, and I appreciated that it was like a semi-open world game. It was like an open world, but there was a very clear hub mm. where you should go and go everywhere from there. Um, and just like, in particular, the very, um, again, it's been two years, it doesn't matter. Mm. When you go to Jotunheim mm. and you don't you don't do anything major uh, uh, well you finish the game in Jotunheim minus <laughs> the little ending part but like just the world of Jotunheim mm. felt just beautiful and like it it, it wasn't like a like oh look at all this like golden shit it was just like <laughs> it was like oh wow i maybe it was the journey it was like oh i finally made it to Jotunheim <laughs> <laughs> after after going through all of this bullshit leading up to here mm. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's what really got me. To be honest, I it was a game. It's number three, but I it it was like it would have been four, three, or two. But uh, I it was originally actually number two. But right before we started, I was like, I'm gonna go with my heart for my number two. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's my number three. And I I went with my heart for number four, which was number three. Sorry, on my list, which was yeah. Uncharted Four. Uh, oh, nice. That is. I I've, I've, I love the Uncharted series. The Uncharted series mm-hmm. is uh, maybe not the most mechanically sound because yeah. they're relatively basic. Uh, from a game design side of things, they're not the craziest game designs. But mm. what they are, are some of the best characters in gaming for me. Yes. I love 100%. the cast of the characters. Not only Nathan Drake, I love Chloe. I love um, Elena. I love Sully. They're all this yeah. kind of like... Love you too, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm trying to think if there's a character called George in the Uncharted series. I don't think no, there is. Not. Sorry, buddy. There's Sam. Yeah, I love, I love Sam. <laughs> it's close enough, right? <laughs> That's close, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but because 
this was kind of created as a, a send-off for Nathan Drake. This was like his yeah. final adventure. I th- it did it so well for me. And what I wasn't expecting was the pacing of this game. And I know there's so many people that hate the pacing of this game because it, mm. it very much takes a dip in the middle and allows kind of everything to breathe. I, I guess I'm on the polar opposite of that where I love the fact that the section where you're going through the jungle with Elena had that kind of length to it. Because that, honestly, for me, was the most horrifying part of the game. Not because of what you were doing, but I was terrified they were going to break up the entire yes, time. Yeah. Just like, she had come to save him. She obviously loves him. But at that point in the game, he had betrayed her. And it was that thing that you could see it in her her eyes, in her mind, that she was like, this is enough. I have to get away. I have, this has to stop. <sighs> and it was the, that moment when, I mean, spoilers for this, but fuck it. Uh, you, when you get to the pirates kind of what do they call it Libertalia table yeah and mm. you, you're going from like place <clears throat> to place and you get to that table moment where she sees and you see in Nathan Drake that it's not about the the murder for him it's not about the the bad guys it's about finding out what happened in these historical things and how that, that sense of wonder in his eye when he's just finally clocked what's happened in Libertalia with all the dead um, pirate captains around him except for Oh, was it Avery and Thomas too? Were they the two that... I, think, I can't remember the actual yeah. two that kind of got away. And him figuring that out and this kind of glint in his eye. And I think that speaks to the entire team at Naughty Dog and how well they did that animation that it felt so believable. And mm. you didn't even need a line of dialogue from Elena. You just saw that look where she just understood why he does this. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was those moments in that game. And that's why I love the Inchite series those human moments which you rarely get in video games for the most part and mm. especially in the first Uncharted game it was just kind of shooty shooty bang bang it was very much just yeah. Indiana Jones and for me I think this kind of ascends Indiana Jones from that storytelling perspective because there is this human level to it especially in Uncharted 4 with that pacing yeah. where you have that moment where it's just you and Sam on that boat going from island to island and then you have you and Elena going through that forest mm. I absolutely love it it's a game that I could fucking dissect to the nines but I'm not going to do because we still have a few games on this list and yes, it could be going on a while true. but I, I adore this game and it's one of my favorite mm-hmm. games and I've replayed this game numerous times and yeah. will continue to do so numerous times hey. it's also fucking stunning looking but it really it is, is. Yeah. it's incredible that's that alright George number two for you what is it number two uh, it's a fighting game what yes. dead or alive no no uh Wait, wait, wait. It's between two for me. I'm going to say Dragon Ball Fighters. It's not. Is it Tekken 7? It is Tekken 7. It was between those two. Nice. Yeah. Tekken 7 is my number two. Okay. Because, um, and I've said this to, so every Monday I, I frequent a fighting game with a couple of friends mm-hmm. over the internet. And um, I've said multiple times to them that Tekken always feels like home. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was the first major fighting game I played with Tekken 3. And I was like, yo, this is this is sick. This is so yeah. good. Mm. And I've always been a fan of the next and next and next iteration they bring out. So it was like mm-hmm. Tekken 4, Tekken 5, Tekken 6, Tekken Tag 2. Tekken Tag 2 was my favorite game for a while. Yeah. And then Tekken 7 came out on, you know, I can't remember what year it was, but it was bloody ages ago. <laughs> but f- in this generation. Mm-hmm. And it it just feels like home every time I play it. 
-hmm. Like even even now, I've got so many like fighting games in my head. And by that I mean there are so many systems and things you have to understand about each fighting game mm, to yeah. be competent at them. Mm. So, you know, like Dragon Ball Fighters, you've got Super Dash, which is a fucking annoying thing. <laughs> Everybody who plays Dragon Ball Fighters will be like, yep, we get it. So you've got Super Dash, you know, Street Fighter V, it's very like, you know, what's it called? I'm going to say orthodox. It's how a fighting game has been for ages. Yeah. How it should be. And then you've got Tekken 7, which is uh, nostalgia for me. Okay. Just mm -hmm. complete nostalgia. Because it's like, oh, you know, like I, I pumped so much time into like learning combos with Kazuya, learning combos yeah. with Lars. And I know everyone's going to be like, what, you play Lars? Ooh. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Lars is great. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> but, um, and also like, because I, I remember playing Tekken 7 a lot when I lived at home. And by home, I mean mm -hmm. uh, in Birmingham. Birmingham. Um, I played a lot with my brother. So it's like, it's got that immediate connection. So I'm like, yeah. every time mm -hmm. I play Tekken, I'm like, I think of playing against Yoshimitsu or Jin Kazama, because that's <laughs> what my brother always plays as. Yeah. You know? So I've got that like home feeling every time I play Tekken. Yeah. Mm. And to be fair, I haven't played Tekken in a while and I've been kind of needing that. So I might play some Tekken soon. Ooh. But yeah. That like that's all the like the for me stuff, mm. but as far as generational things go, um, Tekken Seven has seen such a massive uptick of new players, uh, returning players, like all these things, thanks to like Evo and well, sorry, Evo doesn't exist, mm. but Evo and like Combo Breaker and all these other like huge tournaments, like Tekken has just been, uh, if it was like a graph. Tech is just going up like constantly. <laughs> and it's like they released the, the base game and they're like, you know what we should do? We should we should give every every character new moves. And we should start bringing in guest characters and stuff. And it's like, yo, so this is like the hypest Tekken has ever been. Mm. And it's just like, oh man, I just fucking oh, I love it so much. W would Tekken you be seven's so good? Would you be surprised to find out that it came out five years ago? Makes Jeez. sense. Yeah, Five 20, years ago. 2015 it dropped. And I think that speaks to a lot of this generation where a game can drop and get bigger than it was at launch with yeah. support, which I think this is the first generation really that's happened with. Like, there's lots of yeah. games that's happened yeah. with, like Rainbow Six Siege. That's been a massive part of it, apparently. And For Honor, even though no one talks about it, apparently it's huge in its own subsect. Which is you know, really yeah. Apparently, Ubisoft has just been supporting those games like crazy, and they've got their wow. their massive fan base. And Tekken's within the same boat as that. Like it launched, and obviously all Tekken fans loved it, but it's got better and better over time, and got more and yeah. more fans. Which is kind of like the opposite of game how games used to be, where you used to get less and less people playing it over time. And I think mm -hmm. maybe that's that's one of the biggest takeaways of this generation. But maybe that's for next mm. week or for the so two weeks on the next episode that we talk about. But yeah. True. I mean, yeah. Sorry, I, I don't know why I popped in with that, but that came to no, mind. No, yeah. Like, it, like you know, when you mentioned during the Destiny thing, like the live service kind of format of things. Yeah. It's gotten better. They've, li they've done the same, same kind of thing where it's like, how do we get people back into playing this fighting game? Mm. Nine times out of 10, it's let's add this character or yeah. let's, let's, let's refresh everything, you know? Let's give everybody new moves let's give everybody new tools mm. let's let's buff all these characters let's nerf these characters you know it's just ah oh, 
I love fighting games, man. If I could put like, if this is my number two, if I could put Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, Tekken it's Seven, true. and Street Fighter Five all on this tier, hmm. I totally yeah. would. Just like the <laughs> fighting game tier. The fighting game tier is number yeah. two, but it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Tekken okay. Seven's so good. <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm so gonna play it now. I'm gonna play some after this. Nice. I have to. Sally, okay. what's your number two? Uh, my number two is uh, Spider-Man for PS4. I, I knew this was coming. I didn't know how high it was going to be. It, it was just like, it was my number three, but then I was like, oh, but I got to play as Spider-Man. <laughs> so I was like, number two. Yeah. Um, it's just, it. I mean, by far the best Spider-Man game, hands down. Um, New York felt so, at, at least the, being able to traverse New York felt so good. It just mm. felt good to be Spider-Man, just like web swinging and all that gaff. Um, I think it was the first game where I actively like went out of my way to get all the trophies for. Were you planning um, this? I thi- ooh, I think I came close. Okay. I was at like ninety five percent, and I was like, and then and then something else came mm. out, and I stopped playing Spider Man. I don't remember what it was. I did the same thing as you, where I, I think I got super close, and the last things I had to do was the the random encounters in the different districts. Really? Yeah. I did those first. Oh, no. See, that's the thing that I left to last, and I shouldn't have left it to last, because at this point, I literally just have to go and stand in the different districts and wait for crime yeah. to happen, and I'm not doing that. That's just a waste of fucking time. But I think for me, it was like, I think it was some of the side missions, mm. which is all I had left to do, but then something came out, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go play that instead. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything about it, like be all the different costumes you get to do, and the fact that the costumes aren't just like a cosmetic thing, but with each one you get a new ability. Yeah. And then I th- I'm pretty sure by the end of the game, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. You can mix and match yeah. your ability. Yeah. So you, you unlock a costume that comes with an ability, but you can go into the settings and choose what costume you want and what ability yeah. you want. It just kind of, they yes. unlock side by side, but you can customize yeah. what you want. Yeah. That's so really like, cool. all, yeah, like all of that, um, even this, I mean, again, I'm not really a person that plays side missions, but for the most part, I went out of my way to do the side missions. Mm. Uh, all the stuff with, um, was it Taskmaster who turns yeah. up and just randomly is like, let's fight. Like, okay, dude, let's go. I'm going to have to go away and relearn what your tactics are. And then you got to do yeah. a bunch more of these things. You're like, just, just let me punch you in the face and be done with it. Jesus yeah. Christ. But um, yeah, I think everything with that. And I think that's why I'm so excited for Miles Morales. Yeah. Because it feels like Miles Morales is just going to be Spider-Man PS4 plus one. Yeah. It's just the next level. And then I'm looking forward to the PS5 Spider-Man game when that inevitably comes out. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also, just on the side note with Miles Morales, the bloody Spider-Verse suit. Yeah. Where it, the animation Yo. of the game becomes like the movie. Because yeah. in Spider-Man, that was the first Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man, oh. there was that animated yeah. costume. Which yes, it yeah. was just a visual thing for Spider Man. It didn't change any animation, yeah. but it looks incredible. The fact that yes, they are yeah. going like w- well above on this one, where it's like it yeah. looks like Spider Verse, it moves with that like half step frame rate, is incredible. Oh. And those little extra flourishes where like you uppercut someone, it says "bamf" and those pop up, yeah, or you have those like little animation flares surrounding that just is, aren't part of oh, it normally. Nuts. Did you did you know? Oh, it's a pre order bonus though, so we're gonna have to pre order. Oh, but yeah. did you also know that when you get that suit, you can apply that effect to any other costume? Wait, what? You can have what? 12 frames a second f- 
for any other thing as well. I did not That's know awesome. that. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, I need to. I need to. Okay, yeah, I mean, I wasn't double check that. But I did see that as a tweet. I was like, no, that would be. When does that game come out again? At launch. Is it day what? Oh fuck! Swagging a PS5. No, but it's, it's also coming to PlayStation Four at launch as well. So you. Yeah, but I don't want to play on the PlayStation. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but if you, I think believe at the moment, if you do buy it on the PlayStation Four, especially digitally, you get a free upgrade to PlayStation Five. Oh, okay, okay. But, but yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would. Because you're you're going for a digital PlayStation Five if possible, yeah. yeah. So just purchase it digitally, and then you should be grand. Yeah. So just yeah. Again, it's just the entirety of like being able to be Spider Man mm. and that the world felt so real. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it it's not number one because number one is just a game that was just absolutely outstanding to me. So yeah. I'm generally intrigued to what your number one is because I, I can't call it at this point. Um. Ah, okay. All right, so like my one and two have flip flops. Mm-hmm. Like when I was making this list and this entire discussion, and they're still flip flopping in my head. So essentially, my one and two are tied, but I'm just going to put out the first one and Last of Us Part Two. I Last of Us Part ah, Two. So that's number Last two. Of Us Part Two. I'm putting that as number two. Okay. It's 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 basically number one as well, but I keep flip flopping between one and two. Okay, and, I yeah. think I know what your number one is. So yeah, Last of Us Part Two. Uh, I think is a perfect video game. I genuinely do. Wow. Like a masterpiece of video game design. I think it's visual from gameplay, from visual stuff, from storytelling. I think it's all just perfect. I know there are lots of people out there that are not fans of the story. This is one of the, the games that we're not going to spoil story things because it's still relatively recent. Yes. I think the only reason yeah, I'm putting yeah. it as number two, number, number one is that recency bias. The other game okay. is not such a recent game. So mm-hmm. I don't want to let that yeah. kind of sway okay. me. But this, I, I, there is something about this world that I love, and it's a hard world, and it's a dark world, and it is a grim, pandemic-filled world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then The Last of Us Part Two came out, and I really enjoyed playing The Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, it's it, it's a game that came out during all this shit, and really and truly, should have put me in, in a worse feeling mood because it's shit outside. I just don't want to be yeah. inside playing a shit thing. But every, <clears throat> I got such joy playing this game, and even though mm. the what happens with the characters is grim as fuck. And what happens, happens. And I'm sure if you want to go and find out what I'm dancing around at the moment, you'll find it very easily. I don't want to spoil it for yeah. anyone that is waiting. Because I know there are people waiting to play this as their PlayStation 5 game. Not a problem. Go for it. You'll love it. Well, hopefully you love it. Um, it's not officially got a patch, but I think it's they're just playing it on PlayStation 5. Anyway. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's... All right, from an aesthetic point of view, like the animation in this game is second to none. Yep. Mm. Like, I think we spoke about during our spoiler cast, which you can go listen to if you played the game. It is like two and a half hours yeah. long. It is the longest thing we've ever recorded for this podcast. But those animations when you're updating the gun, isn't like they're just yeah. spot on. They are perfect. <laughs> so good, so good. And there is there is something ASMR about those things. I could just yeah. watch them doing that all day. I think part of that is the way it works with the sound design, which as someone that does sound design for a living, was super impressed with this game. And it's mm. it's the sort of thing, you can have really good animation, you can have really good sound, but when you merge those two things together, it elevates both things. And that's what this game has mm. done. And that is just from an aesthetic point of view. From a gameplay perspective, it took all those things from the first game. And I really loved the gameplay in the first game. I know it's not the the craziest gameplay, but I really enjoyed it. And it it just made additions in the right places. The fact that you could go prone and like crawl around in the grass and 
fire arrow from it and keep stealthy that way. But you could also roll around as you were prone. So it wasn't one of those things that you had to like stand up and move. You could mm. shoot behind you just by rotating your character. It was lovely little mm. touches. The fact that your bow wasn't just a bow anymore. You could strap a grenade to the front of it and fucking blow someone up from a distance. But they also wouldn't know nice. where you came from because it's a bow. You can't really tell that. It's yeah, yeah. It's a game that I really loved from all of that those design perspective. And I love the story. I'll just leave it at that. I really love the story. It's a grim story. I know that some people didn't like what happened to certain characters in it. I thought yeah. they were the right choice. That's just me. Once you've played this game, go listen to our spoiler cast because we dive deep yeah. into that story. Um, and yeah. that's where you can find more thoughts. Maybe, maybe in a few years, it'll be okay to speak about it. But at the moment, no. <laughs> and yep. I will leave it uh. there and let George tell us his number one pick number of one. this generation. Number one. Do you guys want to know what it is? I Fuck yeah, I want to know what do it you, is. Do you really want tell to Tell me. My number one pick is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yo! Yo! I feel like... What? Sully, do you want to say yours? Uh, my number one is Final Fantasy <laughs> VII Remake. <laughs> I bloody know it. <laughs> Look, what's your number not one? Not Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ah, no! Oh. Lame. All right. Oh. Go for it, guys. Okay, me and Sully can double-team this then. Um, <laughs> nice. For, for me, <laughs> the reason why this game is number one Okay. Is ever since I played it in April, did it come out in uh-huh. April? Sounds yeah. right. I it hasn't left my mind. Same. At all. Like when I like when I'm walking places, I think just that ah oh, the the camera pan from Aerith all the way to Midgar mm. to the meteor. And I get chills every time. Every time I see it, I'm like, and then how it just goes straight into the bombing run, I'm like. This game is perfect. This game is amazing. Mm. Everything about this game is oh, <laughs> oh, it uh, sings to me every time. So, I'm I'm a sucker for a good like a good intro to anything. If you yeah. can grab me in the intro, I'll probably love it for the rest of my life. Lord of the Rings. True. That like don't ah oh, Luke. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> um, Lord of the Rings. The, the Fellowship is my favorite of all of them. Mm-hmm. It's just because it just grabbed me immediately. Yes. Like yeah. Final Fantasy VII, the intro going from the bombing run, and then like every chapter subsequent to that has just been like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good, man. Oh, it's. Oh, it is, oh, uh, oh, Sully, Sully, could you put over. words to uh, George's modes yeah, of pleasure? Like, okay, like George, I think, um, uh, likewise, I always think about the game, however differently with, although maybe with George, it's like the feel of the world, which is beautiful and fantastic, like the story and everything about the way this tell the story. For me, even like when I'm just chilling, I'll think, hmm, the best strategy to kill that monster would have been, (laughs) (laughs) maybe I should have equipped this thing. Should I give Tifa the ice uh, thing on her gloves? Hmm. Maybe maybe, maybe maybe you should have used a higher strength spell. (laughs) Maybe maybe I should have learned how to use the spells properly in that game, (laughs) which would have made my life easier. Still baffles me how you managed to beat that game without ever using a higher spell than the base level ones. I always thought it did it on its own. Wow, I you know that just shows that Sully's the best Final Fantasy VII remake player out of all of us. I'm quite frank, and I played it on normal mode as well. Which I mean, that oh. we gotta give you that. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I love the nice. fact because like, we have also done a spoiler cast of that. I think that was one of the first things we ever recorded for this. I believe um, so, yeah. yeah. I love the fact that Sully found out how to change spells by watching the footage during that fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was like, wait. Lucas pressed the side. I, I don't know how I figured out. I think you like you go to the thing, you press yeah, side, don't it. you? you just yeah. through and it's like, oh, it doesn't just say fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that is that is generally one of my, my favorite little moments from this year. I laugh so hard. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and then also just obviously there is that thing where it's it pushed the PlayStation to be so beautiful, and that might be just, and that is in part because it came out this mm. year and because they've had so long to be able to be like, okay, mm. we know how to push these consoles to their very limit to make something beautiful. Like, especially the cut, but you, especially like the, the CG cut scenes, Immaculate, mm. yeah. but even the in the, the, the in-game the, cut the, scenes. The, uh, yeah. the in-game cut scenes are beautiful as mm. well. Like, and like, yeah. Is it okay if I, I jump in here? Yeah. Yeah, go come yeah, back you, in. You're we'll down tag to you in. Okay. What tag? Sweet. Um so the Final Fantasy VII on the PS1, right? Mm. That was that was generation defining. Yeah. You know? And when everyone played everybody who I know who's played that game around that time frame has been like, Yeah, this is like the best game. This is the best game I've ever played. Mm. <clears throat> and me you know, not being, not playing Final Fantasy VII originally, yeah. but playing this remake. A lot of the things people have said is like, when they played that game, even though they're all like polygons and stuff, that, yeah. like, the characters now was what they saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now me playing the game, I'm like, oh, this is how it was supposed to have looked all the, you know. Mm, yeah. if, if, even though the, the PS1 version has like all the charm in the world. They managed to keep that charm, but up-res it to the max. And yes. even like with the localization and stuff, like how Cloud and Barrett interact with each other, how Tifa and Cloud, and like uh, how Aerith and... Uh, it's Sully, you're going to have to take over again. I fucking love that. Uh, that so good. Fucking Red 13 <laughs> is there. You look dope. Actually, on that localization front, I do want to tap in that... I didn't know this before playing the game, but I went back and looked at some footage for our Swallowcast, actually, and I saw the Japanese version of the game. Mm-hmm. And all the limp sync was perfect, because, yeah, it's a game that's made in, Jap- Jap- in Japan. It should be perfect. But the English one is also in sync. So they've gone through yeah. and limp synced both the English version of the game and the yeah. Japanese version of the game throughout, which, I mean, the, the effort that takes just to do one is mad, so let alone two. Oh, and I know Cyberpunk is doing some mad AI version of that but yeah. I don't think they did I think they went through and they had a team that animated it properly to both languages which mm-hmm. that's a huge effort and that's how much love was poured into this game and it exactly. that I think that's something that I took away from that game is you could tell the amount of love that was put into this game when making it yes and yeah, yeah yes. I I very much enjoyed it I mean the fact that we did a spoiler cast meant that we all fucking enjoyed it yeah, exactly. It, it did, yeah. I mean, if I was doing a top 10 list, this would have easily been on it, but it just didn't hit the top five for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, I well, adore uh, this game. Yeah. And for yeah, me, last point to jump in, like, even, like, I, I lost some of the boss fights, um, but I didn't, I wasn't really upset that I lost, because sometimes when I lose a boss fight, I'm like, yeah, fuck this game, whatever. I'll just leave it. But I was like, because, um, oh God, it was, 
it's the fight where you're Aerith and Barrett. Oh, um, the ghost one. <laughs> yeah, that ghost one. Uh, um, and like I was like, okay, cool. I I can I can I I I whistled it down to the very end. And in my head, I was like, okay, Barrett has a thing where he takes all the damage from everyone. Mm. So then um, Aerith will be fine. I didn't realize with that blazer thing, it doesn't matter. It's just a kill. Yeah. It, it, it would kill both of them regardless. I'm like, great. I messed up. And I'd spent like 45 minutes in that fight. Yeah. And this was, it, it's a long again, fight. it was like, yeah, and if you it, it was like like I did, it, and I was fasting as well. It was like when I was fasting, so it was like three in the oh morning God. when I was doing this. Oh. Was like, <sighs> so then I went down, ate my food, and I'm like, I need to finish. I need to do that fight. I need to do it now. So hey, I went back upstairs and stayed up again. I was like, I finished this boss fight. It was like it was a game where I had to get through it, and I started it later than you guys, I believe. Oh, and maybe. I think I managed to finish it around the same time, maybe a few days later. Yeah, I, I remember um, I I I went through that game real quick. Yeah, yeah, you did. But also, like my, and I don't know if it was the uh, clock time. I believe it felt like I did that game quicker than most. But I felt I did every single side mission. I didn't miss anything out. I did the same as you. Me and you both finished it in under forty hours. Yeah. I think. And then I spoke to some people. They were like, "Oh, I spent my sixty hours doing it." Like, I don't know where they spent sixty hours doing it. Yeah. And I did all the side missions as I well. I did every side mission. I did every Colosseum fight. I did every single possible thing mm. I could do in that game. Don't think I got the platinum because there was a couple of like, like specific things like use this on this enemy that I never went back and yeah. did. I feel like if I do a second yeah. playthrough, I'll get the platinum. But yeah, I don't know where that time was spent. I really enjoyed it though. I, I it, it's yeah. a it's a fun game, and Man, I'm very much looking forward to when in like ten years when we get the part two, yeah. it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> Because Final be Fantasy Seven remake Part Two, to f- on the PS then part, final, yeah, then the Final Fair Fantasy Seven remake Part Two Point Five, <laughs> <laughs> three hundred sixty-five and a half days. Please, I also kind of liked what they did because we had a few. I mean, actually, fuck it, we'll talk about this after. My number one is God of War. I throw that out there. Oh, okay, I, hey. I, we've discussed God of War a lot. Um, I that for me. I just want to get it out of the way so we can go back to talking about some of the stuff of this generation. But I absolutely adore that game. I think pretty much everything that you guys said was the reason that I loved it. Plus, <clears throat> I, I'm a big fan of mythology, not just Norse mythology, but Greek yes. mythology as well. It's like it's huge for me. So I played a bunch of the old God of War games when they were coming out. When this came out, what I loved was the fact that it didn't, it didn't kind of nuke that it didn't get away it didn't wipe that cannon yeah. that cannon was all still there and yeah there's a moment in that game that it turned for me going like this is a really cool game to you holy shit i'm in love with this game and it was on that little boat the bit boat. where you're going back and it's like it was it was that moment where oh what was it um aphrodite fucking pops up athena, athena. sorry props up i was kind of like uh oh. what and he's just like chatting with her and you go back and you kick in the fucking door and you lift up that little rug that your man was hiding underneath oh, and here's the chains and you're like so holy good. fuck you're and still my monster and it was like yeah it was that music came back and it it was like oh, okay this isn't a Norse game this isn't a Greek game this is a God of War game where yeah. and, and there was hints of that throughout the game where you saw like Egyptian um scripture like hieroglyphics in places which i love the idea that in this world or in this kind of universe that they're built 
every mythology exists at once. There is yeah. not just one for one and one for the other. Every god is a god. That's such a cool idea. And it's yeah. sort of thing like every time I think about it, it sends shivers down my spine. I get all tingly. I the gameplay was fantastic. I loved that you could go to different realms. Like Musfelheim was like the big fiery place. I did a bunch of the Valkyries because they were great fucking fights. I don't think I did the very last Valkyrie. Obviously, pussied out on that one. But I really enjoyed doing <laughs> nah. the Valkyrie games. I, I think a lot of people would be like, nah, fair yeah. enough, mate. I mean, she, was, <laughs> she was a hard fight. I was like, I can't do this, fuck it. But I really enjoyed those sort of things. What I loved was, and I'm going to get the name wrong, so I think I have it brought up here. Mm, do, 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 do. Niflheim, I think is the way you pronounce it. Niflheim. Oh, yeah. Which is Niflheim. essentially, they built a roguelike game into God of War as an end game, which was just baffling <laughs> to me. Like every time you went back to it, yeah, the 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 layout changed, the the enemy mm. placement changed, and it was all a, as a place to kind of grind for certain elements to get the best stuff mm. in the game. I went back during lockdown and played through New Game Plus with this best armor, and yes, actually yeah. they've patched in even better armor for New Game Plus and a new element and nice. new armor that you can upgrade. Is like holy shit, there's a reason to go back and do New Game Plus, mm. and even those little mm. side activities, especially once you have, was it Mimir? Is the head? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mimir, like you can do a bunch of these side activities, which a friend of mine was doing before he got Mimir. And it's kind of like, these are cool, but I don't really know why I'm doing it. And I was like, stop. Get the head. Get Mimir. Then go and do them. And then while you're doing it, Mimir's just telling you fucking head. stories about who this dragon is and what this is. And it's like, it's a really good way of bringing exposition and lore into it without me having to sit down and read a bunch of fucking things, which I don't like yeah. doing that in games because you've taken me out of the game. And yeah. It's a way of building this character relationship, especially between Mimir and Atreus, where Atreus is always kind of like, tell me more, tell me more. And your big man Kratos is kind of like, enough. Until you're on the little boat, and then it's kind of like, story time. Quiet head. Boy, no. It's like, I fucking love it. I cannot wait for the next God of War. Spend as long as you want making it. Apparently, it's going to come out next year, which is insane. I don't think it will. I say next year. Really, it's 2022. Yeah, I believe. I'm imagining 2022, because... Yeah, it's yeah. not a real game. It's not. It's not real. Yeah. Probably fake. It's not that. Yeah, I absolutely adore it. And that that would that would be my number one. So I feel like, I guess between all of our lists, there were two games that really were the ones that stood up there. It was God of War because that was, that was on every single one of our lists. And yes, yeah. Final Fantasy Remake was number one on both of yours. So yes. I feel like yeah. yeah. I mean, if you are getting an next-gen console and you listen to us and you never play, never had a PlayStation for those two exclusives because they are PlayStation exclusives. Fucking enjoy. I mean, you got some I, great games to play. Yo. I think those two are going to be the generation defining. God of War in particular, I think, will be the, the game that defines the PlayStation 4. Yeah. yeah. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. Because I, yeah. I, I think, I feel like that there's a reason for that, which is this was the generation that everything matured. Like God of War 3, mm-hmm. even on the PlayStation 3, had that yeah. feeling of angsty teenager where you're like yeah, yeah. where you're like ah oh, here's a cool monster I'm gonna tear its spine out and then oh there's a, a woman mm. there I'm gonna fuck her brains out and you're like this is just a bit because you literally fucked a yeah. god a bunch of times. you can keep doing it if you wanted to it was a cutscene and it literally went from you banging her to a close up of the table no, yeah the table yeah. and then it would like the camera would pan to her two servants with their tits out going oh oh, oh. it's like what the fuck who designed this this is ridiculous yeah. where this God of War was kind of like, this was like, 
I'm no longer an angsty teenager. I'm now an adult. I now have purpose in my life. And that's what a lot of Sony's games have kind of matured into. I don't think yes. most of their exclusives have been a bit grim and depressing. I'm a fan of that, if I'm honest. And that's why yeah. I feel mm. that that will define this generation, really. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. very interested to see what defines Sony's next generation of exclusives. I don't know if they continue down this dark, depressing route or whether it's something a bit more colorful or maybe psychedelia baby (laughs) everyone's just popping pills and seeing shit yeah oh my god wow but yeah it was yeah uh, do we have time just to name it yeah i think we can just uh, go through animal mentions uh who wants to kick off animal mentions just with a little list i I, i've got mine written down here and they cover like the breadth of the generation, including some non uh, PlayStation games. Same, yeah. So I've got Wargroove, which was Jackalfish game. Nice. Um, uh, then I've got uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. It was like the next step for Fire Emblem. Firewatch. I really enjoyed it. I know it was hit or miss for some people, mm-hmm. but I loved it. I enjoyed it, it as well. Um, yeah, the, the, the animation, in, the first person animation in that game was so beautiful. It was beautiful. Uh, Bro Force, which was like a very early indie yeah, game was great. for the PS4. It was like, this is no, sick. It, it, I, it was on lots of different things, but I think I got it via PlayStation yeah. Plus. And it was, yeah, was that same. the game that you could play through and then rewind time and you played with your shadow? Or was that another one? I think that's another yeah. one. This is the one where like you go, th- it's it's like a, it's like Metal yeah. Slug, but like hardcore. Yeah. It's like Metal Slug if they just pumped a bunch of actual metal into it. Yeah, it was, yes. it was mad. Yeah. It was a really cool game. Um, Civ Six, just because it, I love yeah. Civ. Uh, and then Pokemon Sword and Shield, in particularly after the most recent expansion. The most recent expansion has basically made it the Pokemon game that I want. Fair enough. Hey, GG. So, nice. yeah. Can I go? Yes, please. Um, I have three games. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, in no particular order. Super yeah. Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yes. The ultimate Smash Bros. The game. Ultimate Smash Bros. game. Um, shit, what's the other one? One of them for sure was PT. Yo, playable teaser. Yes. Spooky dookie. Spooky. Yeah. Oh, I remember the last I, one. I think yeah. I, I still have PT and I'm really hoping I can transfer it to my PS5 and keep that fucker living on. You can't. Well, I don't know because you can put it on a hard drive. Huh. No. How do you? You can't buy it on the. Store, no, 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 I've still got it on my console, so you can trans. Doesn't exist, it, Luca. It, it does to me. I can still play it now, boy. <laughs> What's a Hideo Kojima? There's that, and <laughs> funny you should say his name. The last one, which was Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh yeah, Metal Gear. I mean, yeah. I enjoyed Metal Gear Solid. I enjoyed that loop, but I mean, mm. I I remember because I got it. It was my first ever Metal Gear game, and a lot of people were like giving it tens, and I was like, Jesus Christ! All right, I give this a go, and I really enjoyed the loop that it brought. But yeah. that's for me, all that game was was that loop, and I eventually got bored of it. Yeah, but I, I know so many people that absolutely adore that game. So yeah, if I can. Why not shout out? And maybe, maybe one other one. I feel like people will probably get annoyed if we don't mention yeah. it, but probably Red Dead Redemption 2. You know, uh, it's a big, I don't know. Big game. You know, apparently it's good. So I don't know. I didn't play uh, <laughs> I Honestly, I got that game during lockdown. I played about three hours of it and got bored as hell and never went back. <laughs> Horses. It, I, it is a game that is trying so hard to be real <laughs> that it yeah. never stops and thinks, oh, is this a fun game to I'm play? I'm a game. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's it, cool. I mean, that would have made a really good TV show, but it makes for a boring <laughs> fucking game, in my opinion. I know there'll be oh, lots of people wow. out there that like hate the fact that I've said that. God, I find it boring as shit. 
Luca, do you, do you actually want to have listeners on this show? Yeah, do you... my yeah, but I mean, really, truly, they, these are all just opinions. If you don't like my opinions, message in at uh, slap, uh, bonus stage feedback at gmail.com <laughs> yeah. or to Twitter or to Instagram. I do still check those, even though I haven't posted for a while. I will start posting again. Son, go and get my musket. Yeah, I mean, send us in. Send us in your top five of the generation. It'd be cool to see if ours line up with anyone else's, or if we're completely yeah. different to a lot of people. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've got a little honourable mentions list before I go to my predictions for you two. Oh yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yes, yes. I'd thought as well until I looked down. So, oh, predictions. Um, yeah. So my honourable mentions is one of them is the Swapper. It's a game that I got very early on in. Okay. This generation, I think it was a PlayStation Plus game. I actually got it as, which is this mm-hmm. cute, awesome little two D puzzle game. At the whole idea of it is, you're a guy who who is inspecting this spacecraft that has gone dead, and you find okay. this gun that allows you to clone yourself. Ooh, that's and cool. you're that's going cool. through, and you're kind of unlocking your pathway using this clone gun, and you can control all of your clones at once, essentially. So mm-hmm. you essentially shoot a clone, and it clones them at the point that you do, and you move, and they all move in sync. The, ah, but the, the problem is, there's one conscious that's doing that. So you have to transfer your conscious to another clone. So you, uh-huh. as you're going through, you're killing your original body and moving your conscious to a clone to solve a, a puzzle. Mm-hmm. And it's a game that's all about that, really, about this moral standing of is that okay? Mm. Is it still you? And it gives you the decision at the very mm. end of the game whether to transfer, I mean, spoilers, I guess, but transfer your conscious into another person to survive or not and essentially take over their body. Okay. And it's a really cool game. It, I, I believe, I might be wrong, I might be thinking of another game, but I feel like this was a game that the developer built out of clay. So all of the things that you see are clay that they scanned and used in photogrammetry and animated. No. And it, it looks fantastic. Jeez. It plays fantastic. And I think it's on the Switch as well. You can probably get it for a couple of nice. quid. It's always on sale. It's called The Swapper. And if you like a cool little sci-fi story that's only about two hours long, get it. It's amazing. Okay. Um, that's cool. I, I, I'm going to essentially go through a few indies here. Inside, everyone's heard of Inside, the Play Dead game. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like, that is a game where it comes to pacing and animation where it is designed to perfection. It is so good. Mm-hmm. It's so well made. I don't really need to say yeah. anything about it. Go and play it if you haven't already. Um, Shadow Warrior. I don't know if any of you have played Shadow Warrior. There's been Shadow Warrior 1 and 2. It's essentially an old game that used to be like a Doom-like game, but you're a ninja instead. And mm. I, I think Ooh. it's the development studios Flying Hog or something along those lines who have taken over and kind of rebooted it for this generation PC first, then released it on console after normally like six months later. And mm. they are the most tongue-in-cheek games out there. But the gameplay mm-hmm. is Doom, but with guns and okay. a katana, not just guns. That's you dope. play as a guy called Lo Wang, and 90% of what he says is penis jokes. And it is the best fucking thing. If you if you don't take if you don't want to take a game too seriously and just have fun with it. Shadow Warrior is amazing. Mm-hmm. And they're currently developing Shadow Warrior 3 for next year. And I cannot wait. I'm actually playing through two at the moment because it was in my backlog to finish off. I fucking mm-hmm. love those games. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hellblade Senua Sacrifice. Fantastic game. XCOM mm-hmm. 2. I absolutely... I don't normally like those kind yeah. of games, but XCOM 2 was absolute banger. Yeah. Um, I guess from the, the Xbox side of things, Sunset Overdrive was one that everyone kind of forgot about oh, yeah? and sell very well on Sunset Game, but that is a beautiful game a and a game that we should definitely give a try. And one that kind of, I believe everyone's kind of forgotten about, 
but it, I played it. It was a decent game, but I stopped playing it before the end because it just didn't know when to end. Was Days Gone. Essentially, oh, open yeah. worlds. Everyone liked that game. Never yeah, played it. it was a really good game. I got it super cheap on a sale and I put like 30 hours into it and I thought, ah, oh, I'm right near the end of the game here. And then it takes you to another map. And I was like, no, I'm done. That's way too much game for what this game is. You're overstaying your welcome. But what I did play yeah. was really fucking good. And <laughs> I think it was Sam Witwer is the actor that plays the lead in it. He's fantastic in it. All the actors are actually really good in it. It's, it's a very well done game. I just feel like it should have mm-hmm. been a, a few dozen hours shorter than it was. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, if you can get it on offer, definitely give it a go. Actually, I think it might be a part of the PS Plus collection, the next gen. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, that. Yeah. I mean, any other honorable Oops. mentions before I unveil if my predictions were very spot on? No, I, I want to see what your predictions yeah. okay. are. Let's go. I'm going to start with George first because I felt like he was the, the easier of the two to guess. Okay. Wow. Thank not, you. Not, wow. No, just because Sully's a bit of a wild card <laughs> when it comes to games. Um, you'll see after why. So yeah, I put God of War, Bloodborne, Monster Hunter World, Tekken 7, and then I put Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I didn't get the last oh, one. Oh, you were four out of five, five, five yeah, for George. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Sully's? I don't shut up about those games. No, that's kind of why. I... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and the thing is, the games that Sully doesn't shop about, for some reason, he didn't add on this list. So my initial one, I had Pokemon and Fire Emblem and stuff, but he, he removed them. So I thought I thought, I thought thought it was PlayStation only yeah. list. Which so is I, I had a hard time guessing Sully's, and I think I only got, I got three. I got Final Fantasy VII Remake, awesome. I got Spider-Man, I got God of War. And then the other two, I had no fucking clue. So I went Persona 5 and Witcher 3, even though I know he's only played like two hours of The Witcher 3. I have wow. played two hours. Of the, I've not started The Witcher 3, oh, you bro. fucker. Really? Because I was going to, and you were like, just wait until it comes out on the PS5, because oh, yeah. they're yeah, patching they, they it straight are, over. Basically. Yeah, sorry. I forgot about that. And then Persona, I pl- Persona I played about 10, 15 hours mm. of it. And then I was like, this is so yeah. long. I, I put way, I put a lot of hours into it. And then Royal came out, I was like, oh, that's meant to be better, but I'm not playing all that again. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. I think the next time a Persona mm. game comes out, I'm just going to wait another year and then play whatever edition <laughs> they release for it because fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if Are there any other games you guys want to just throw out there as games that you've enjoyed this generation, whether they make an honorable list or not, before we wrap up? Uh, not me, but Control. I play Control. Absolutely fantastic game. If you mm-hmm. haven't bought it already, you're in luck by the special edition version that they've just released because you get all the expansions. Mm-hmm. If you bought it when it first came out like me, it's very bittersweet. It's really annoying. Wait for it to get cheap like I'm doing because you don't mm-hmm. get the next-gen upgrade if you don't buy the special edition, which is amazing. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, as the game goes, it's a fantastic game. I, the gameplay is really cool. The story is really cool. I hope to see more from that world from Remedy. Yeah. Nice. Um, oh, it's so stupid of me. Uh, if we're including non-PlayStation mm. games, uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I I had yeah. that down for you as well game. for a bit, but then I crossed it out. Um, yeah. Wrong. Wrong. Uh, I just want to throw out Doom and Doom Eternal. The fact that Doom's been rebooted this generation and has come back to perfection yes. is fantastic. It's like, if you like metal music, if you like shooting things, it is just heaven. I mean, um, it really yep. is. I mean... It not not as in a game I love, but defines this generation of gaming. Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. That, that really should be yeah. mentioned. Yeah. Like it's not our kind of game, but it is, I think, one of the games that will be remembered of this time period. Cause yeah. It, I mean, it is Massive the game, game at the moment, isn't it? Was yeah. it yeah. still three hundred and something still. million players or people downloaded or something like that? 
Bloody hell! Yeah. So I I think because it, because it, you don't can't officially purchase it, it it's not the best selling game of, ed, everywhere. But if you look at just download list, mm. it is the best downloaded game of all time. Yeah, Genshin Impact. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we will wrap up. <laughs> Paimon is not emergency food. Oh oh, wow, I've I've yet to actually jump in. It's on my iPad, just sitting there, and I I can't bring myself to do it. I feel like I I really enjoy it because I could just. I've only played it that one time, so yeah. it's fine. All right. George, where can people find you? You in the garden again? Uh, no, I'm not going to do a long-winded one because I've got a, I've got an Amazon delivery coming. It's two stops away. Ooh. So, Ooh. Um, yeah, you can find me at goose underscore jam on Instagram and also at paperthingeorge on Twitter. So Nice. Uh, you can find me at sully underscore Iqbal everywhere, including Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Nice. Uh, I believe I'm Luca underscore Sheehan on Instagram and Twitter. Not the most active person, but come follow if you want. Um, and you can find the Bonus Stage podcast at bonusstagefeedback at gmail.com and Bonus Stage podcast on Instagram and Bonus Stage GS on TikTok. Essentially, if you just yes. search for Bonus Stage podcast, I think we're the only thing that comes up. So go for it. Do it. Do it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in two weeks because in two weeks, there's going to be a ton, lots of news and stuff about the next gen consoles and hopefully oh. by then i'll know whether i'm still able to get my day one pre-order because <laughs> lockdown oh, yes. might stop that from happening for me uh-oh so uh yeah that'll be fun anyway until then yes sayonara bye bye bye, bye. bye.